I actually had an unusual pet growing up. The councilman looks delighted. You don't say. Yes, it was a rare cat called the Carillion Bobtail. I take a guilty sip of my wine. We're at this fundraiser because we can afford to give back. I make good money at the law firm and Todd grew up wealthy. Spending a small fortune on a name is actually something he's done before. He'd once paid ten grand for a letter signed by Winston Churchill, and that wasn't even the gem of his signature collection. Somehow I'd found the story charming. I'd even admired the fact that Todd had interests outside of work and had been making a half-assed effort to achieve a better work-life balance myself. I realized that Todd is now showing the councilman photos of his favorite signatures on his phone. It's one step up from showing him pictures of his special cat. I pinch the bridge of my nose and take another sip of wine, but I can't tune out Todd's extraordinarily dull story of the time he almost bought a fake Bob Dylan signature. I'd heard it before, but told myself it wasn't as boring as I'd thought, and if Todd found it interesting, then I should be supportive. I should be interested in things other than work. But I'm not. I'm not interested in Todd. As kind as he is, as tall and fit and handsome as he is, he doesn't distract me from work. Nothing does, and nothing has, for a very long time. I tell myself to keep going through the motions, that this ennui will pass, that Todd will become appealing again. I have a good education. I'm a smart, ambitious 28-year-old woman who knows what she wants and goes after it. When was the last time I'd even had a boyfriend? It had certainly been too long since I'd been in... Well, anyway, I'll stick with Todd and visit this naked mole rat and look at his signatures and pretend I care about golf and... I guess that's it, Todd says, pushing back his chair and standing. He helps the elderly councilman's wife from her seat, and we say our goodbyes. Time to go home. He smiles at me hopefully, and I see a tiny glimpse of the man I'd found sexy six weeks ago, with his floppy, dirty blonde hair and perfect white teeth. And then he picks up his sweater, ties the arms around his neck as if he's finished a successful round of water polo, and holds out his arm. Yeah, I'm going to break up with him. (laughs) <laughs> there's going to be a naked mole rat named after you? Parker laughs uproariously. Well, not anymore. I try and fail to hide a smile. Breaking up with Todd had been awkward, but it wasn't without its upside. I glance at Parker Finch, my favorite work friend, across the back seat of the company car the partners hired to schlep us out to the middle of nowhere. Parker is ten years older than me, though we'd been hired on the same day almost four years ago. He got married young and stayed home to raise his two kids while his surgeon wife worked her way up the ranks. When she was established in her career, he returned to school and became an attorney, and my frequent partner in crime. Seriously, Rach, this place is dreadful. He squints out the window as we approach the town of Camden, just outside the Chicago city limits on a sunny Monday. Unfortunately, dreadful is an accurate description of the area. 
For better or worse, Camden is mostly lumpy swaths of concrete with the occasional dead tree tossed in to add visual interest. It's gray and hopeless, as we have learned from our near-daily visits over the past several weeks. We're here signing up potential clients for a class-action lawsuit against a company that used a carcinogenic cleaner to degrease its machinery, knowing full well it had been outlawed years earlier. As a result, thousands of innocent families are suffering as the latent effects of the chemical unleashes its fury on the central nervous system. First stop, Jose, our driver, announces, parking in front of a run-down blue house with a tilting picket fence. Parker and I exchange a look before climbing out of the car and heading up the gravel driveway. The gutter hangs at a dangerous angle from the corner, and though it's June, the grass is patchy and yellow. Parker holds the gutter as I dive.